Oh. Well, hello, everybody. As Dan got the first words in this time, welcome to another player to be named later podcast. We're doing weeks two recap, week three picks. I'm Ed. That's Dan. Say hi, Dan. What's up, everybody? What do you want to talk about first? Which disappointing team of ours would you like to reference? Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you go on a little bit of a tear here about Cleveland because uh let's get uh no i don't want to why don't we just talk about him in the order we picked him that's fine we can do that i guess we are gonna start on thursday night where yeah thursday night happened is this gonna be another year of bad thursday night games i mean these were two good these were two good teams but it came down to the end uh, did it though? I mean, it was a garbage time touchdown, and that was kind of the end of the game. I mean, it's, we've seen teams, you know, down by a score with a minute and change left on the clock do things this week. So it it came down to the end. Uh, what we are referring to is the Chiefs holding on for a 27-24 victory. The score was not. I mean, it was never more than a 10-point game. It started with the Chiefs jumping out to a 10-point lead. To begin the game, then 17-7, 17-14, tied two seconds into the fourth quarter thanks to a goal line stand by the Chargers to hold Kansas City to 17-17. And then Kansas City would go on and have a pick six on a – would you have made that pass? No, but that's kind of Justin Herbert's thing through his first two years, now going into year three, so... The Chiefs added an insurance field goal at the end, and they needed it because Josh Palmer caught a pass from Herbert from seven yards out with 71 seconds left. That was an onside kick. We'll get... We'll talk about onside kicks later on here in a little bit, but yes. This game was everything you wished the other one would have been, huh? 33 for 48, 334, three... Well, really, four TDs, but three TDs and a pick six. For Justin Herbert, Mike Williams had 113 yards and a score. This, I mean, this was about the game you expected. It was close to the end. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Mike Williams is going to be that guy. Hopefully, Keenan Allen comes back this week. Um, I say hopefully because, well, he's on my fantasy team. But Austin Eckler did absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, okay, he had nine for nine for 55 through the air, but did absolutely nothing on the ground. Kansas City shut down that run game. And I guess you can kind of reverse that and say the same thing as well. I mean, 93 yards total for Kansas City on the ground. Patrick Mahomes, 24 uh, for 35. Ed, yeah, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire did have 74 on eight rushes plus another 44 on four catches through the air. So he didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a great Oh, no, game. no. Definitely didn't have a bad game. But, um... Juju got shut down this week, which was I thought was quite interesting. Um, he's like he's overrated. See, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, this I do have to say this. This Charger secondary is probably one of the better ones with J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out moving forward. Um, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes does not seem to really be missing a beat without Tyreek Hill. Some would say otherwise, but I think Patrick Mahomes is doing just fine without. Well, I mean, 2-0, we'll have to see where it goes from there. That was at Arrowhead 
or G is it G E H A field or Giha field? I have no idea. Eh, it doesn't matter. Let's move on to the Sunday slate of games. We are gonna go to at Pittsburgh. Is We're going was to it Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? I don't know how they say that stadium's name. We're gonna go to Ketchup Field because sure. it's still yeah, Hines, it's still Heinz Field to me. Um, the ads in this. <laughs> Nick Falk opened the scoring. A lot of field goals in this one. Uh, Nelson Aguilar did catch a 44-yard pass from Mac Jones to make it 10-3. Damian Harris, a two-yard rush, made it 17-6. Pat Fryermuth from Mitch Trubisky two seconds into the fourth quarter, but that's all Pittsburgh could muster. Is this the end of Trubisky? No. Uh, maybe maybe after week four? Um, Trubisky's going to start this week. They're not going to start Kenny Pickett. I mean, if, if anybody was starting in this week besides Trubisky, it would be, um, Mason Rudolph, but they're not going to start Kenny Pickett on a short week. So, um, we're definitely seeing Trubisky this week. I mean, if Trubisky beats Cleveland, then maybe we, um, maybe we see him for a little bit longer. Uh, but man, this was an abysmal game uh, for him and just, Overall, is New England overrated? Have they always been overrated? Yes. Yes, they have. You think so? You think they were overrated with Tom Brady? Matt you Jones, think, 21 for uh, 35, yeah, okay. 252 yards, a TD, and a pick. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson did top of a 100 yard mark on the ground. Through the air, six catches, one, ten, four. I can't even tell because the ads are terrible. Uh, one, ten for Aguilar. And Why don't you just go to ESPN, bud? Because I already have the order picked out and I already did prep for this. Jacoby Myers, he added 95 through the air for Pittsburgh. 21 for 33, 168 a TD and a pick for Mitch Trubisky. Not a lot on the ground, not a lot anywhere else. The offense did really well here. Um, no. Our defense for New England did really well, I should say. Is that something we will see moving forward? Najee Harris has me concerned as a Najee Harris owner with 15 carries for 49 yards, but five for 40 through the air. It's just a matter of is this if this Pittsburgh offense can score. Yeah, it's something we will be having to look at here going forward. Let's t- Let's move on. Carolina and the Giants met in New York, 1916. The Giants are 2-0. I know. I know. Don't get me excited just yet. Carolina, 0-2. Oh, uh, Graham Gano had three, four field goals in this game, including the game winner with 334 left from 56. He added a 51-yarder in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, seems like kickers kind of turned themselves around in this contest. And in, in most contests around the NFL, with the exception of one game where a kicker once again cost his team victory. From zero to zero. Um, what'd you think about this one, Dan? Um, Baker looks pretty basic. Um, Christian McCaffrey had himself a game with 15 carries for 102 yards and adding another 26 to the air on four receptions. Um, Man, maybe, maybe Baker's not as maybe Baker's not as much of a ride or die as we think. Maybe it was just maybe the league's figured him out. I don't know. Daniel Jones looked decent. Saquon really didn't do much on 21, uh, 21 carries for 72 yards, averaging 3.4. 
Um, only three for 16 through the air. It's it, I don't know what to make of these two teams yet. This is a very telling week for the Giants this week, in my opinion, um, as they are taking on Dallas, who we will talk a little bit about with, obviously, later um, for Monday night. But Giants could very well be 3-0 and uh, after Monday night. Uh, let's agree to disagree on that one. This is that that was the stinker game of the week and or had the potential to be because it's one of them that was exciting to the end, but nobody really wanted to watch it. Because it's Carolina and the Giants. We're not exactly talking about storylines there, you know. Um, the next game up is the Jets and the Browns. This happened in Cleveland. This game is notable for the last two or so minutes. Do you just want to skip everything leading up to that? Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb was three touchdowns, although the most controversial one may have been the last one that he probably should have taken a knee to run more, more time on the clock. Revisionist history is a great thing. Oh, man, I disagree with Dave that. York, so hard. I do, too, but that's what everybody's blaming because Lord knows, you know, letting, of all people, Joe Flacco do it to us again. Yeah, I was going to say you guys are probably uh, used to York, that was the big scapegoat on this one as well, missing the extra point on that same touchdown. I just want to point out, Jacoby Brissett went 22 for 27 with 229 through the air, one TD, yes, one interception, but he had a 98.9 passer rating. He's not, he has not played bad through these first two weeks. He's played very smart. I've watched, I watched some of this oh, game. I'll take that from him every day. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's not... Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the story the Browns, of this comes down to, to the let's defense. Give, let's give the Browns credit. Let's give the Browns some credit. I mean, Nick Chubb is, was the fantasy stud of the week, 32.1 points in ESPN, Absolutely. 87 yards, three touchdowns, three catches, 26 yards. Amari Cooper, nine catches for one-on-one and a score. Kareem Hunt, 58 yards on the ground, 16 through the air. That's exactly what you want to get out of Kareem Hunt. You know, um, they didn't take a lot of chances, but with Jacoby Brissett, you're not going to take a lot of chances. They kept him upright. He was only sacked one time. You know, There's um, two games where two teams should not have lost, and this was one of them. And I will say that as much as I like, as much as I like, I mean, really, we can say there's three games, and all three of those teams are in the AFC. But I digress. Um, the offense played well. The defense and special teams. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yes, special teams once again cost a team a victory. Flacco threw the ball 44 times again. You threw it, what, 59 in week one? 26 for 44, 307, four scores, two sacks, rating 110.7. And you can add another 17 yards on one for one from Braden Mann. So uh, the Browns defense has to lock it up. They gave up uh, 95 yards rushing. Uh, Garrett Wilson, eight catches, 102 and two scores. I mean... Corey Davis, two catches for 83 yards and a score on a 66-yard touchdown. Garrett Wilson, eight for 102 and two scores. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that kid had himself defense. a game. I don't know how the Browns still don't have a new defensive coordinator, to be honest with you. Um, let's move along. I don't want to keep talking about this game. you got to recover onside kicks. you got to make an extra point. you got to stop them. Yeah, what was it, 144 left in the game and they gave that up? At 155 was when Nick Chubb made it 30 to 17. At 122, Corey Davis crossed the goal line on that 66-yard pass from Joe Flacco. 
yeah, I just want to point this out. Anybody that thinks Nick Chubb was wrong for scoring that 12-yard touchdown run is delusional. You're 12 yards out. What's he going to do? Knee it? I mean, okay. Then that's, what, I mean, that's what they said he should have done. He should have kneed it to kill, to kill clock. Completely disagree because the Jets can call three timeouts and then they still can do what they did in a minute and 22 seconds against the Browns, apparently. I mean, I just think that's yeah, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, down it to three. You take you take what three knees, kick a field goal. It's a 10 point game. If they have any time left on the clock, it ain't much. Let's I mean, move along. Let's 17 move to along. 30. That's, we, a safe, talk, that's, a, that's a 13 point game. We've talked about this enough. Uh, you just want to move on. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, rearview mirror, we got the Steelers and whatever the Steelers are this week coming up. Anyway, uh, let's talk about a surprise, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars 24, the Indianapolis Colts, nothing. They did this in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, you doing good things there, or is this a case of the Colts being that bad? Um, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence, I, I said this in the beginning of the season, I think Trevor Lawrence takes a big step forward. Um, once again, for me, the biggest shock come out of this game comes from the running back side of the ball. For one, Jonathan Taylor has to touch the ball more than a total of 10 times. Um, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, once through the air, nine times on the ground, average six yards. yards carry. Yeah, if, you're, um, if he's averaging six yards a carry. I mean, I get that you were down a lot late in the game. But even then, I mean, you got to you got if you're the Colts, you got to do better. Matt Ryan, 16 for 30, 195, three picks, sack five times. Yeah, and I don't want to hear anybody say anything about Matt Ryan still being better than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl win, came out the same year. Joe Flacco is by far hands down oh, better. Okay. On the other side of the ball, one thing I want to talk, because there's really not much else to say about the Colts. I mean, not much to say about this game other than the fact Trevor Lawrence game managed so, them to a victory. I mean, 25 for 30, 235 through the air, a 121 passer rating with two touchdowns. The big thing to me is still a surprise. James Robinson, is he going to continue to out-touch and out-snap Travis Etienne, who was the big draft pick coming out of last year? And 23 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. That's and then less two than for, three yards a carry. I know, and that's a huge – like the this unless they're just trying to wean Etienne back in, to game, to game form? I don't know. To be fair, ETN only had nine carries for 20 yards. So it wasn't like he was lighting up. No, agreed. Um, and Christian Kirk, uh, they paid this guy in the offseason another week. In my opinion, he shows up and he's showing why. Six receptions for 78 and two touchdowns. Evan Ingram, somebody I talked about last week. Seven receptions for 46 yards. That's viable gotta, in fantasy. You got to get him down the field, though. I'd like Demi to see that. that yardage total a little bit higher. Let's I mean, move along. Six, averaging six yards of reception isn't terrible. That's not great. Let's move along to a game that you hated, that I loved watching. It, it made my weekend just a little better. The Miami Dolphins are now 2-0 and oh after taking care of business with all credit to Tua Tungavailoa. 42-38 in Baltimore. A huge road victory in a come-from-behind fashion. This was a 28-7 football game, Dan. It was. With 29 seconds at halftime. In fact, with 7.53 left of the third quarter, this was a 28-7 football game. Then Mike Gusecki caught a 14-yard pass from Tua. Lamar Jackson, one of the best runs he may have ever had in his career. 79 yards, made it 35-14 going into the fourth quarter. 
River Craycraft caught from Tonga from two yards. Tyreek Hill, 48 yards. Tyreek Hill, 60 yards. That made it 35-35. And you were sweating. I know you were. Then no, Justin, I was expecting to lose at this point. Then Justin Tucker from 51 yards out with 218 left. Ravens have the victory, but that's a lot of time. Then Jalen Waddle, seven yards from Tua. What is that? Six touchdowns? Six touchdowns for Tua. 42-38 victory. He did it with 14 seconds left. The officiating was was what it was. It was, mean, it was very questionable at the end of that game. I will 100% say that. You can um, say that all you want, but there was one penalty for five yards against Baltimore. One accepted that, penalty for five yards against Baltimore. Yeah, at the end of the fucking game where it mattered. And it was a questionable call. Tua wasn't even the best quarterback in this game. I don't care what you say. I mean, if would you say that if you take away that 79-yard run? I mean, he had Lamar had a 142.6 quarterback rating. Tua had a 124.1 quarterback rating. He threw two through two interceptions. Lamar threw none. Um, I mean, the big story of this game was the Ravens secondary. That's what made. Don't get me wrong. Tua looked great. Tua's going to be great all year. Um, you can keep playing the world's smallest violin. At least we didn't blow a 13 point lead in a minute and 55 seconds. Look, I'm not. I'm not here to say when loss is worse than the other because in the end they both count as l's in a column and need and nobody need at afc north gained ground so everybody's still in first place and that's fine that's fine but you can't say to i mean Tua had the game of his life i believe he tied dan marino for the most touchdowns thrown in oh no Tua definitely had the game of his life he just wasn't the best better quarterback in this game i mean tyree kill 11 for 190 and two scores. Jalen Waddle. With cramps. Like, let's give Tyreek Hill credit for that. Yeah. With oh, cramps. yeah. 11 for 171 with two scores. Mark Andrews, 9 for 104 for a score. Rashad Bateman, 4 for, four 108, for 108 with a score. Uh, I mean, let's not, forget, let's not forget, too, Devin Duvernay started this game off with a with – a, the first kickoff of the game was a 103-yard touchdown. Kick and – Let's also not forget the job that the Miami defense did. Now, granted, outside of the 79-yard rush that Lamar Jackson had, if you take that one off the board, okay, they hold him to eight carries for 40 yards. He's their leading rusher. So eight, 20, 18, 19, 20, 24 rushes for Baltimore. How many yards would that be? I mean, Yeah, no, I mean, that has to – hopefully J.K.'s back this week and – we get they, something they, going on the ground they held but... them to under four yards to carry, which is huge for that Baltimore team that makes their living running the football. I know? mean, let's look at these running backs, justice Hill, Kenyon Drake, Mike Everybody Davis. Hey, wasn't Kenyon Drake a, a pro bowler in Miami? What? What? Four years ago? Still counts. Talent's still talent. I mean, it's just one of those. I mean, the, the defense is what was terrible. Our defense was God awful. Oh yeah, there was there wasn't much played here, but what so, was played was enough. And on, on the Miami situation. All but right, they, let's move let's on to Tampa and New Orleans. No, let's we're moving. No, 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 no. We're putting a cap on it, like you put a cap let's on the Cleveland both, game. Let's put both of these games behind us. It's a new week. Who do you? Well, we'll we'll get there, but these games are done. Let's. You're right. Let's move along to Tampa right. at. Let's, let's talk about the boxing match of the week. 
Tampa at New Orleans. Uh, Tampa 20, New Orleans 10 in the Caesars Superdome. Now, is this Caesars sports betting or Little Caesars pizza? Uh, Caesars sports betting. Caesars casino. So the casino gets football and the pizza place gets hockey and basketball? Yeah, where is the pizza place? Detroit. Oh, you're right. So let's let's talk about this one. Uh, the big story here is not the score of the game. It is the fight of the game. But, I mean, it's Tom Brady. What the hell do you want him to do? Right. I mean, right. Like, Mike Evans suspended a game for that, which to me, it, it is ridiculous. I don't I don't believe Lattimore got suspended, but. Which is ridiculous. If one should have, they both should have. It's not like Mike Evans came off the bench. He was technically still on the field when all that happened. So I don't know. I completely thought that was ridiculous. Um, But hold on. The thing that I find is more ridiculous is the NFL was um, investigating the, uh, the, the Buccaneers coach, uh, Todd Todd Bowles, one of the two, the Arians or Bowles. For telling them, for telling Mike Evans to go protect Tom Brady. And do you know how common that is for managers or coaches to give the order to protect another player, a star player? There's a guy. The greatest quarterback of all time. Brett Hall. Do you know who Brett Hall is, right? The hockey player. Hockey player, yeah. One of the best players of all time. Kelly Chase was brought up specifically. Fighter. Kelly Chase. Excellent guy. Great commentator. Loved him when he was doing the Blues games was brought up specifically to replace or to protect Brett Hall. And there was more than one occasion where Bob Barry or Mike Keenan or whoever was behind the bench for the Blues would tell him, go get that guy to make sure that our star player doesn't get fucked with. And yet here we have it apparently as taboo in the NFL. Um, there's not a The lot NFL's to- a joke it when it comes is. to that stuff. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about here. Tom Brady did not have himself a game. Is he showing his age? I don't know. Um, there was some, there was some video. It looked like it was said as a joke, um, going around where Tom Brady's talking to Julio and he's like, I don't have that young arm. Like I used to, um, that was going around Twitter. You could like read his lips and that's what he said. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you one thing though. I'll tell you what woke Tom Brady up was, uh, that new Orleans screwed up when they pissed, uh, when they, I mean, basically when the fight happened, cause new look at Orleans the second half of this up. game. Yeah. Jameis I'm also curious him. to see what happens you know what? with Jameis. I was getting ready to say that. Apparently, he's playing with fractured ribs from L1 to L4, I believe. So, how much longer is he able to play through this? I mean, he had an abysmal game, and he normally lights Tampa up when he plays. And I want to say in his games against Tampa, I want to say he's almost undefeated. It's it's something like that. And I will tell you what, I sent you a message at 4.05 when the word came out that Jameis was playing with those four broken ribs, or at least when I heard it. And I said, it would not shock me if there's a phone call to Mike, to, to John Lynch right now from a New Orleans area code talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. That aged like milk, because 10 minutes later, Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. Yeah. For, <laughs> for the night. I actually, I yeah, I actually think that was my next message to you is Garoppolo's going in. Lance yeah. is getting carted off. Uh, Brady, 18 for 34, 190, and a score. He was sacked twice. He's looked like shit the first two he weeks. Has not looked, he has not looked well. Uh, Jameis Winston, 25 for 40 on four broken ribs. 
236, one TD, three bad interceptions, and he was sacked 60 times. Uh, Chris Olave, 13 targets, five receptions. Ugh. Yeah, I, it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, but when those, I know that's an ugly number, but once again, it's something that like we really got to take into consideration, and maybe I, maybe I should start looking into it. Is when we see these ridiculous numbers, try to figure out how many times that was a target in quotes, like he was just throwing the ball away. The yeah, because yeah. oh, I mean he's averaged sixteen on that. Scott Miller, yes. eight targets, three catches. Right. You know that that's five. That, that's not good. Uh, not a lot to really unpack here, other than the fact, you know, do we see Taysom Hill under center for for New Orleans next week? I don't know, but the other thing is, is I thought it was quite interesting when Leonard Fournette sends out that tweet yesterday. He's like, "Don't worry, fantasy owners, touchdowns are coming." I thought that was, uh, I thought that was telling. Well, I mean, maybe that's say, maybe that's Tampa saying, "Hey, yo, you know." Oh, well, Judge just hit a, Judge so, just hit another double. I am on home run watch here tonight, just so you know. Let's move along. Let's talk about the Commanders and the Lions. I don't know what to make of this at all. Uh, are the Lions this good? Are the Commanders this bad? So one thing I said last week is I do think Jared Goff is a very capable quarterback. Um, and I also said I think Washington's a decent football team. Well, if you watched the second half of this game, you would agree with me on both of, of those points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 100%. Detroit, Detroit was up 22 to nothing at halftime. Uh, an Austin Seibert 35-yard field goal. Uh, Carson Wentz sack for a safety. Amon Ross St. Brown 13 yards. Austin Seibert 48-yard field goal. And then Josh Reynolds from Jared Goff. It's 22 to nothing. And if you're Detroit, you're feeling like you're going to win this contest. And then back comes Washington with back-to-back scores. Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. From 15 and 20 and a two-point conversion made this a one-score game with three minutes remaining in the third. Golf hit DeAndre Swift to give him some breathing room. Uh, the commanders, Antonio Gibson from a yard out. This time the two-pointer failed, but it's still an eight-point game, 29-21. Then the Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown had another catch from Jared Golf, who had himself a damn good day. Uh, Jahan Dotson, a one-yard pass. Carson Wentz and then a missed extra point but that's what happens when you're chasing points the entire game although I don't think that would have mattered too much anyway because no. that was with 156 left and onside kicks I mean somebody recovered one this week but we've already discussed that uh Carson Wentz 30 for 46 337 three TDs and a pick sacked five times and Washington could not run the football simple as that yeah, they could they could not get a ground game going at all. I mean, Antonio Gibson that touchdown saved his day because he didn't do much through the air either. Um, I mean, there there is some to unpack here. Amon Ra with two carries, 68 yards. I believe they were end arounds or some type of wide receiver run designed run play. DeAndre yeah. Swift uh, with this ankle injury that seems like it's going to linger for a little while here. Uh, he did put 56 on the ground for five carries and. Caught 31 on two for a tutty through the air. Um, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, he came on strong last at the end of last season, and he still looks good. Josh Reynolds looks like solid. TJ Hawkinson, I mean, those seven targets, that's another that, – that could be another one of those situations where he's throwing the ball at his feet. Right. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, Curtis Samuel. Well, seems... you're missing one. 
DJ Chark, four targets, nothing. No, no catches. Yeah, yeah. And you DJ don't, Chark, you don't, you don't spend a draft pick that high and get that kind of production. And while we're on the Lions, Jared Goff proved what what the Rams saw in him. And, oh, 100%. 20 you know, for 34, 256, four touchdowns. And without a question, the Rams are going to win the, that trade mainly because they already have the ring. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. I think a lot is lost in the fact that Jared Goff is still a talented quarterback. 100, 20, I mean, 100%. 24, 256, four TDs. This and, is the uh, thing, too. 1.7 rating. The thing, too, is like you go back and you look at their season last year. If you just look at their record, they were shit. But if you look at the way they played tight in the end, they they were in a lot of close games. And Jared Goff played okay. Like, he played like a game manager. That's I mean, um, kind of just flipping back to the Washington side of the ball. Wentz is going to throw the ball. He always has. Um, if he can That's stay up. Rod Rivera for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he can stay upright, it's going to be good. Curtis Samuel seems to be a big part of this offense. And what I mean by that is it seems like there's a lot of design passing plays to get him open. Um, Jahan Dotson, I believe this kid's a rookie or a second year receiver. Um, if you're playing a dynasty league, this kid looks like he, um, he's going to be really good. And I mean, just watching him play, he, he looks like a solid, play. he is a rookie. He looks like a solid player. And I wouldn't be surprised if Washington's not fighting for this division towards the end of the season. I mean, we are talking about the NFC, the NFC least. So and it could be anybody's division, and I think that both these teams are going to be fun to watch the rest of this year going forward. You got anything to add to this? I do not. Let's move along. Let's talk about the Rams and the Falcons, as this one had an interesting end to it, as the Rams were up big, 28-3, to and the Falcons almost came back to get this one. Uh, the Ram- Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in football. But the big thing here. A punt block return plus the two points made it 31-25. And the Falcons were within six points. And then there was some whatever. The end of the game came down to the fact it was fourth and forever for the Rams. And they took an intentional safety with six seconds remaining. I hate this rule. I hate the an intentional safety should just be a touchdown for the other team. I can. I mean, I disagree, but that's it's it's as bad of a rule as as the offensive team fumbling through the end zone and it being a touchback for the other team. That is a uh, dumb rule. Well, agree to disagree on those. You you like that? I don't like it, but I feel like why? I mean, a, a safety is a safety. I mean, you can essentially say anything's an intentional safety. I mean, if that's the case, you could just have the long snapper snap the ball through the end zone then and then that's an, a safety. No, that's intentional. The defense did not force that play. But uh, we'll, we'll, let's let's get back on track here. But at, at, I mean, it's as bad if they're going to ban the shift in baseball. Why can't they ban this in football? Because I think you're of the minority of people that think that that's bad for the game. Oh, shocking that something I believe about sports is in the minority. All right. Uh, for one, it's good to see Alamade Zacchaeus, my favorite name in football, mainly because he. I think I played with him on the Browns for a few years, and he was just amazing. Uh, he caught an 11-yard pass from Marcus Mariota, who has looked good. But he was playing against Matt Stafford, and Matt Stafford did Matt Stafford things. 27 for 36, 272, uh, three TDs. He did throw two interceptions, but 
I mean, they still won the football game. And I'll tell you what you, you what you can't do if you are Atlanta there at the end of the game. You can't fumble Marcus Mariota. You yeah. can't fumble in the last play of the game. But I mean, when you got a shot. But uh, Tyler is. Algier, this is something I did want to bring up. He's a rookie. He had the same amount of touches from a running back standpoint, not a receiver standpoint. Even though Cordero Patterson only got one target, but I know Cordero Patterson outsnapped him. Uh, something to watch, interestingly, to where I think he could be getting some play um, here as we move forward in the season from a fantasy perspective. Cam Akers did out-touch Daryl Henderson this week. I mean, but they, Henderson was more productive. 10 for 47 and a score versus 15 for 44. Uh, Cooper Cup, 11 catches, 108 yards and two touchdowns and a fumble which played a big part in this contest. Higby, 7 for 71, and Allen Robinson got involved this week. 4 for 53 with a touchdown, and it should have been two. It should have been two. One of Cooper Cup's touchdowns should have been Allen Robinson touchdown. It is what it is. Um, it. I mean, there's just... Drake London. That kid is a rookie. 8 how, for 86. How bad do you think the Demons would have been exercised in Atlanta? And they come back from a 28-3 deficit. Uh, I saw it half. all over. I saw it all over Twitter as soon as the as soon as oh the score gosh. started. Uh, let's move along. Let's talk. Let's about, go to Seattle and San Francisco. No, that's not next on the list. Next on the list is Arizona at Vegas. That's because you skipped it. I did skip it. We'll come back to that one. Arizona 29, Vegas 23. This is another one where it's a tale of two halves. As this was 20 to nothing at halftime. And then Arizona decided to play. And Kyler Murray almost brought this team back. In fact, did bring them back. And it was a fumble recovery in overtime. Which was the big play in this one. But probably the best play was Kyler Murray running. I think it was something like 81.9 yards for that two-point conversion. Yeah, because yeah, remember I brought that up to you as it was happening live. I'm like, he just ran back to the 20 on a two-point conversion and then just ran in. Said so I said, he just ran a sh- for no reason. He just ran a ton for no reason. It's amazing what happens when it's not double XP weekend. I, ha, you're starting to sound like me there, buddy. Anyway, let's talk about how this one came about as Cleet Blakeman kept the flags in check. No, he didn't. 22 penalty calls, 68 yards against... The Raiders, 120 against Arizona. That's predict 22 penalties in this game. I mean, that's just, that's, that's odd. Uh, Kyler Murray threw the football 49 times, 31 completions, 277 yards, a TD and a pick. Uh, the Cardinals running back by committee played well. Uh, a lot of different guys touch the football. That's so weird too, because James Conner is supposed to be their feature back and he, well, kind of played the worst. Uh, let's talk about Darrell Williams. Eight carries, 59 yards, and a score. Three targets, two receptions for three yards. Like, wow. I misread that. I thought he had two scores, and he did not. The other score was Greg Dorch, which if that isn't a name for the Arizona slash St. Louis slash Chicago Cardinals, if you'd have told me Greg Dorch plays for the Cardinals, I'd have believed you. Maybe you would have said he was a baseball player, but I'd have believed you. 
Um, yeah, it was um he's somebody who probably will die off as they start to get a little bit healthier. But JJ Watt. Tackle for a loss. It's QB. Good to see he's still around because I forgot he was still in the league. Uh Josh Jacobs, 19 for 69 on the ground, one for tw- one for one for 12 yards through the air. Josh Jacobs Eric- is not back in Las Vegas next year. Derek Carr, 25 for 39, 252 and two scores. Uh, he also had a nine-yard rush. This was a compelling contest, especially watching Arizona come back. Another team with a big blown lead loses the game. All three, yeah. Yeah, that was the third team I was talking about. Um, Devontae Adams, seven targets, two receptions, 12 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Is he earning I, that big money contract? I, I, I kind of said last week that I was expecting the target share to be a little bit more evened out, and it kind of was. I mean, Waller with eight targets, Hunter Renfro with 10. It could have just been the scheming against them, but clearly the ball was still forced to Adams some. Um so I mean, I mean when the guy when the guy has that many zeros in the end of his contract, it's got to be forced. Hunter Renfro two fumbles, one loss. That was good. a that was a big story. That was that was that well, played that a part. The loss to and the game was a Hunter Renfro fumble. Yes, yes. And he and he was it the play before it yes. about happened. So you got to yes. think that's an an anomaly. And if this game is played a hundred more times, it doesn't end like this in the other ninety nine. I, I agree. I agree with that. Let's talk about the Houston Texans hosting the Denver Broncos. Denver gets back into the winning ways, 16 to nine. We'll get to that game as soon as you remind me what it is. Seattle Which, and San Francisco. Seattle and San Francisco. That's right. This is actually a pretty good game to talk about right now. But yes, let's talk about Houston and Denver, 16 to nine in favor of the Broncos. Didn't seem like there was a lot of wanting to win in this one. This happened in Empower Field at Mile. Can we just stop this with the naming? Can we just call it Mile High? Yeah, I, mean, I don't care. I mean, you're the one that says the stadium names. I'm just going to say the no, city. No, I mean, I'm just talking about for 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 the sake of every sports fan, can we just call it Mile High Stadium? Like, do we really need all of this corporate sponsorship? They probably don't want to call it Mile High Stadium anymore because of the Mile High Miracle, and it has nothing to do with the team that plays there. Anyway... Uh, Farbarn and McManus. I can never say, I can never say Farbarn's first name correctly. They each had field goals. I mean, McManus from 50, 20, and 24. Farbarn from 40, 44, and 24. But McManus had the last and only extra point after a 22-yard pass from Ross to Eric Saubert. Am I saying that right? Saubert? Saubert? Uh, Hockey names are screwing me up. Uh, Davis Mills, 19 for 38, 177. He was sacked three times. Did not look good. No, did not look good. Um, He could not hit open receivers. He missed Nico Collins five times. He missed Brandon Cook six times. Um, That's not good. That's not good. They're in the market for a quarterback next year. Uh, I mean, I think that was – I think Davis Mills had a pretty good game the first first week of the season. I mean – they're still not in last place in their division, if we're being honest here. Um, they're actually tied for second, so that That's is what it is. That's not saying a lot. I mean, um, they're tied but, for second because of that tie, which they didn't deserve the tie. Um, what did, I mean, I mean, they looked better this week than the team that they got the tie with, so maybe Indianapolis didn't deserve that tie. 
neither of them did. They both. If two teams could have lost the same game, that was the one they should have lost. Um, Damian Pierce. I want to talk about Damian Pierce real quick because there's not really much else to touch on from the Houston side. 15 carries for 69 yards, average 4.6 per per carry. Um, he's a rookie. He's good. He's someone that you should keep an eye on, and it's good to see him getting those touches. All right, let's talk about Russ Wilson. Under 50% completion percentage, 14 for 31, 219, a TD and a pick. He was sacked three times. Javante Williams, 15 for 75. He led the Broncos in rushing. He also added one catch on four targets for 10 yards. Uh, Cortland Sutton, seven catches for 122. Not bad, but Russ has got to play better. I mean, that's also because, I mean, who the hell did he have to throw to? Because Jerry Judy got injured early on in that game. So he was throwing to guys like Eric Sorbet and Tyree Cleveland. Um, I mean, I'm just saying there's another quarterback that has had one Super Bowl ring and a lot of success, but has nobody to throw to. And he took care of business this week. Um, well, I mean, let's also look at who he was playing. Um, uh, but yeah, besides well, the point, I have no I faith in this. Over the Texans, I'm just saying. I have no faith in this Denver team. Fire Denver's head coach. Okay. Uh, San Francisco 27, the Seattle Seahawks 7 at Levi's Stadium in the late game. Big story coming out of this one. Trey Lance, Trey Lance done for done. the year. Broken ankle or torn ankle, broken leg. Something like that. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. His his season's done. It's in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo, who wasn't terrible. 13 for 21, 154 and a score. They could what's, have been being sacked, but he lost no yards on it, which I think is a fallacy. Interesting is the Lance injury was not a run play. It, so Lance should have been credited with a sack there. When you go back and you watch that play, that was not a run play. He got sacked. When he got hurt. So that's a little deceiving if somebody's just looking at the box score and saw he broke his ankle like, oh, another running quarterback got injured running the ball. And that actually wasn't the case. I mean, it just is what interesting. It is what it is. But um, boy, that's like the second year in a row. He's had a pretty significant injury. You got to wonder if maybe who Lance Lance sat on the sideline all last year. Yeah, it's an injury being drafted by a team that's terrible. He lost a no. year. He lost he wasn't. Year. He wasn't injured. I, I I beg to differ, sir, because I think being injured is more than just physical harm. It's the harm to your career. And okay, now you're just trying to cover your ass. No, I'm serious. Like, I firmly believe this. Aaron Rodgers would own every offensive statistical thing for a quarterback had he not sat for, what, two, three, four years behind Brett Favre? Beside the point, Jeff Wilson, 84 yards on 18 carries. San Francisco was able to run the football. But that was about it. Let's give credit where credit's due. Tyler Lockett, nine catches, 107. Geno Smith, he threw a pick, but still 24 for 30 for 197. Looked was it terrible. awful? Looked terrible. You watch that game. He made so many bad decisions. DJ Dallas, I don't know why they – okay, so if you go back and watch one play – Watch the play where DJ Dallas throws the interception because they're in the red zone and they try to run a trick play where I want to say it's a, he's a running back, tries to throw the ball. I mean, is it really all that shocking to you that Pete Carroll calls the wrong play in the red zone? Good point. Good point. But what's shocking to me is that you do that when this game is like still in reach. Like it's just like first or second quarter this happens. Right. And, and, let me clarify. Geno Smith was not bad for Geno Smith. If Aaron Rodgers plays the way Geno Smith plays, he's terrible. 
Tom Brady plays that way, it's awful. But for Geno Smith, that wasn't a terrible game. You're not going to get 500 yards from Geno Smith. He's not going to throw eight touchdowns the way he did at West Virginia. I, I am ex- I am excited as a Debo Samuel and um, George Kittle owner. We'll see how it goes. Let's talk about Cincinnati at Dallas. Dallas pulled this one out, 20-17. to 17. What a rush. Super Bowl hangover for Cincinnati. They fall to 0-2. Uh, did you see Tony Romo's comments about Cooper Rush? I did not. No, what did he say? Well, a paraphrase. He's good. Um, Joe Burrow, 24 for 36. Joe Burrow threw the football 36 times and only got 199 yards. He did throw a score. He was sacked six more times. Now, the Cowboys defense is good, but when Joe Burrow is sacked six times and rushes the football four more times. Most sacked quarterback in the NFL so far this year. I mean, there's a reason Carson Wentz, or not Carson Wentz, Carson Palmer finished his career in Arizona, and I think we're getting a lot of the same here. Ask Daniel Carr what it's like to be the most sacked quarterback in football and how it extends your career. Uh, Joe Mixon, 19 carries, 57 yards. Nothing really to speak of. T. Higgins, six, 10 targets, 6 catches, 71 yards, and a score. Dallas defense played pretty good if you watch this game. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'll Cincinnati, give credit. Or did the Cincinnati offense play that bad? Uh, I mean, I, I think you have to give that credit to the defense kind of in that situation. It's not like they made bad decisions. Burrow didn't throw a pick. They were great. At, they were really good in coverage, and they got to the quarterback. So, to me, that's the defense playing good, regardless of how you feel about the Cincinnati offensive line. On the other side of the ball, though, I mean, what do you think about Cooper Rush? 19 for 31, 235, and a score. He did enough. He did enough. And that's for a young quarterback stepping in in a really difficult situation. That's all you can ask. Uh, Zeke and Troy Pollard combined for 96 yards on the ground on 26 carries. They added a score. And Troy Pollard, four catches on seven targets for 55 yards. D.D. Lamb, seven catches, 75 yards. And Noah Brown, five catches for 91 yards. He's spreading the football around getting it in the hands of the right people, and you can't blame that. It was good to see C.D. Lamb uh, do some receiving there, considering I just traded for him. Um, the Cowboys are one and one, and they move along. Maybe this Cowboy team, which, which is the which is true, the Cowboys team is for real, or Cincinnati is not. I think both those statements are true. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I mean, Dallas is tied for last in the division. Too soon to tell. They're one too soon one. to tell. Come on, they're one and one. Let's it's always on. fun to troll a Dallas fan. Uh, the Green Whoa, Bay Packers. Question for you. Hold on. No, I have a serious sure. question for you. Sure. Let's just say Cooper. So let's look at the. I just so want to look, pull up. No. Dak. So Dak's out for at least let's say four or five weeks. He's, they he's play the five. He's on the IR, so he's got five more weeks. To so go. they play the Giants, the Commanders, the Rams, the Eagles, and the Lions. If four and two, if they go undefeated, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? God, no. But I think Cooper Rush gets a lot of looks next year. And Jerry, what if Dak comes? Him. What if Dak comes back and shits the bed two games in a row? Well, then we all get to watch Jerry Jones make an ass of himself in a press conference or two. Let's move along to Sunday night football. Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers prove that Aaron Rodgers still owns the city of Chicago. 
and the Bears, 27 to 10. You want to talk about a quarterback controversy, Justin Fields. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. Seven for 11 for 70 yards and a pick. He added eight rushes for 20 yards on the ground. The Bears couldn't get a lot done here. Uh, David Montgomery did rush 15 or 15 rushes for 122 yards. The leading receiver for Chicago, Equinemius St. Brown, four targets, two catches, 39 yards. And the only reason he had 39 was because one of those catches was for 30 yards. But on the plus side, we got to listen to Chris Collinsworth talk for a good amount of the second half because this game was out of reach. I don't really have much to say about um, Aaron Rodgers look good about the Chicago side of it because there's really not much to say. Uh, Aaron um, Rodgers, 19 for 25, 234 and two scores. Aaron Jones, 15 for 132 and a score. A.J. Dillon, 18 for 61. So let me just make sure I'm doing the math correctly. The Packers ran the football 38 times. 33. 33. Didn't Rodgers. 38. Well, I mean, Rodgers, five rushes, but weren't three of those knees. It doesn't matter. It's still a rushing play, but still 38 times. Uh, Sammy Watkins, three catches, 93 yards, a 55-yard bomb that he probably should have scored on. Um, Oh, also Aaron Jones added three catches for 38 yards and a score. So uh, he's pretty good. And for the first time since, I don't want to say Dorsey Levins because that's really dating it. Uh, Ahmad Green, maybe? The Packers have a viable attacker as a, as a running back, and that's a good thing. Um, yeah, the Packers won this football game, and it was pretty easy to see why. Uh, let's move along. Let's talk about another game that was pretty easy to see why the team won. Because this wasn't a football game. This was a massacre. And Mike Vrabel felt it at the end. The Buffalo Bills took care of the Tennessee Titans 41-7. to At Highmark Stadium. Where was this at? In Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Uh, 31 unanswered points by the Bills after the Titans tied it with 523 remaining in the first quarter. With a Derrick Henry two-yard score. Uh, Josh Allen, you know... One, two, uh, four touchdowns. There was a pick six from Matt Milano at the uh, in the third quarter. The fourth quarter didn't matter. I'm not even sure they played it because um, I, I had done switched over to the other game. Ryan Tannehill, 11 for 20, 117, two interceptions. He was pulled at the end of the game from Malik Willis, who was one for four for six yards. If you're Tennessee, you just got to put these last two weeks behind you, right? Um. Yeah, a I mean, football team than this. You, I mean, they play in a terrible division, so they probably still make the playoffs regardless of what happens. I think they have a chance of winning this division, but there would be man, one that's of, not. And I'll I'll tell you who also has looked really bad the first two weeks of the season. Case Keenum, the King Henry. King Henry has looked terrible the first two weeks of this season. Thirteen rushes, twenty-five yards, and a score. Uh, there is a Case Keenum sighting as he came in in garbage time, but Josh Allen. <laughs> I'd like to see Josh that was Allen my that, game. that was my favorite garbage time spotting ever because I was playing against Josh Allen there. So uh, how many yards do you think uh, do you think Derrick Henry has so far this season through two games? It's under 100. It's under it's, 50. It's 107. 
Oh, well, there you go. 134 well, rushes, though. So he's averaging 3.1 yards carry, a yard point, yeah, 1.2 yeah. yards less than he did last year. Josh Allen, 26 for 38, 317, and four scores. He added a 10-yard rush on the ground. Case Keenum, 0 for 2. Quarterback controversy at the number two spot behind Josh Allen? No, because Case Keenum <laughs> just turned around and handed that ball off mainly. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 14 targets, 12 catches, 148 yards, and three scores. I think he's pretty good at this football game. <sighs> That's that is still a trade that will go down as a win-win for both teams. Now, where what's the other end of that trade? Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Because they they traded their first round draft pick, and that was who they drafted. So I mean, that's yeah, a win-win that, for that. That's 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 pretty good. Um, there's not. I mean, in in here. a way, in a way, I think you might want to say the Vikings may have won that trade. Hear me out. Because, youth? huh? Youth? For youth. Yes, exactly. For the contracts. Because for the contract. Because they got the cheap contract both times. But Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo's still going to be happy regardless. Now, if I were to ask you, what do you think Kirk Cousins' record is on Monday Night Football? I mean, it's primetime Cousins. He's like two and nine going into last night. Going into last night, he was two and, or two nights ago. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, uh, he was like two, two and yeah, nine. He's now two and ten. He has the he has the worst winning percentage out of any quarterback that has started ten or more Monday night football games as the Philadelphia Eagles made the Vikings look bad and made Kirk Cousins look bad. Twenty-four to seven. The Eagles are now two and zero and in first place. Uh Jalen Hurts didn't have to do too much, but what he did do, he did on the ground. He had two scores on the ground and one through the air. Um, let's talk about how bad Kirk Cousins looked. Threw the ball forty-six times. 27 completions, 221 yards, one TD, three picks. He had he 20 had, yards. On, well, here's the thing. He had, he had 30 yards. completions. This says 27. Well, yeah, because oh, three of them were interceptions. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, he was also the leading rusher for Minnesota. Two yeah. rushes, 20 yards, and that's why the Vikings lost. Dalvin Vikings Cook, have maybe. to run the football. Yeah, we're, Dalvin Cook, six rushes, 17 yards, four catches for 19 yards. That's bad. Let me let me tell you something. The the way these Monday night games played out for me, okay? I just got to talk about this for just one second. I had Jalen Hurts, and I was playing against uh, Josh Allen in that game, so that worked out perfectly. And then I was playing against Dalvin Cook and Irv Smith Jr. So when Dalvin Cook shit the bed, I got a little nervous, though, because Irv Smith did catch Minnesota's only touchdown. Five catches for 36 yards, though. I mean, you, gotta I mean that's that's actually pretty good for him when you think about it. Five for 36 and a touchdown in a PPR league, that's, what, 14 yeah. points? Yeah, 12 uh, with their yardage, yeah, 14. But still, I mean, uh, I, Jalen Hurts had himself a good game, not a bad game. 57 yards on the ground and two scores. I mean, he uh, threw 333 for 30, in the air. for 333, a score and a pick. He had himself a good game. He did. I mean, he did. AJ Brown, that trade's looking like that worked out well for uh, the Eagles. Five Dallas, for eight with 69. Dallas Goddard, five for 82. Devonta Smith, seven, seven for 80. For 80. It, I mean, we, Quez I, Watkins, two for 69. I mean, granted, one of them was a 53 yard touchdown. I believe that was the 53 yard touchdown. Hey, it still counts in the end. But it still I mean, counts in the end. even Miles Sanders, like the running back position, Jalen. 57. What sucks about the Eagles from a fantasy standpoint is you don't know where the touchdowns are going. And that's really all I got to say. That's that's kind of how I wrap that up. But I mean, from a fan's perspective, all that matters is, it's is that you win. Playing. Yeah. 
Um, Terrible second half, though. No scoring at all. As far as our picks go, we we were once again, me and Dan tied, but we did have a better week. Nine for, what is that? Nine for seven. Nine and seven, we both were. With uh, I got the Carolina game wrong. He got the, and I got the Raiders game wrong. He got the Philly game wrong. Or I'm sorry, no, I, I got, got the Philly fi- game wrong. And then he got Tampa Bay, Detroit, and San Francisco wrong. So it all cancels out in the end. Dan is still one game ahead of me with that tie for the over after two weeks. Let's talk about our picks for this week. We start off on Thursday night, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. We both pick Cleveland. Are we sure There's, about this? Yeah, I got more confidence in Jacoby Brissett than I do in Mitch Trubisky. And I actually think Cleveland's the better team if they just get their crap together. Houston is going to Chicago. I chose Chicago mainly because they are playing in Soldier Field. You chose Houston. Do you trust Davis Mills that much? Um, no, I, th- I think I'm actually switching to Chicago here. Fair enough. Let's talk about the Raiders and Tennessee. We both picked the Raiders, and I think we answered that question early as to why we picked the Raiders. Yeah, it Kansas- is. In- it will be interesting, though, because this game is in Tennessee. So Kansas City goes to Indianapolis. Is this over There's- by halftime? Uh, if Jacksonville had the game over by halftime, I'm going to assume Kansas City will too. Buffalo heads to Miami. I'm taking Tua for this one. This is the game of the week, I believe, for one of us. Uh, uh, yes, it's my game of the week, and I'm taking Miami here. And after what Tua did, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I took the Bills, and I don't really think I need to explain much here. It's, I it's, mean, we it's, saw... it's the game of the week. It, it's It's going to be the game of the week. It's either going to be Really good or really bad. Detroit goes to Minnesota. I, I'm i changing that. I'm going with Detroit after as bad as Minnesota looked last night. We both are actually switching to Detroit. Fair enough. Baltimore goes to New England. We're both taking Baltimore. I'm actually surprised you're taking Baltimore there. Why wouldn't I? I <laughs> the way they look, Baltimore. I may hate Baltimore, but I'm, I'm doing this year with my brain, not my heart. Uh, Cincinnati goes to the Jets. This one will be, uh, you know what? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not changing my picks, but I'll tell you one thing. Um, if Cincinnati showed up how they did week one and week two, it would not shock me to see the Jets win this game. And I thought this was going to be my survivor pick this week, and it's not. Philadelphia goes to Washington. I chose Washington because this game is in Washington. You took Philly, and that's because you got Jalen Hurts on your fantasy team. I mean, it's also—it's also just because I—I th- I think I mean I've said this for three weeks in a row now. I think Philly is the best team in that division, and I think I'm now going to say I think they're Super Bowl contenders with the way they look. Carolina is going to host New Orleans, and Baker, I trust you're going to take Jameis and his broken ribs, or Taysom Hill, or whoever's under center for New Orleans. And that's fine. We need to be different every once in a while. Yeah, I don't I don't feel confident in that at all. Jacksonville goes to the Chargers. I want to change this to Jacksonville, but I just don't think they if they beat the Chargers next week, I will be in on Jacksonville. If Herbert doesn't play, I think Jacksonville wins. I will say that. The Rams are gonna go to Arizona. Is it a double XP weekend? It is not. Well, but I'm, I'm still, still sticking with the Rams. Yeah, there's the Super Bowl champs are still the Super Bowl champs. Next week, definitely picking against Arizona. Air, Atlanta goes to Seattle. I chose Atlanta. 
because it's still Geno Smith. Despite the fact it is in Seattle. I'm picking Seattle because it's in Seattle. A battle of... I mean, it's not quite Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, but it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And the Packers are going into Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. The way Brady's looked the last two weeks, the way Rodgers looked last week, I I just trust Aaron Rodgers at this point, despite the fact he has nobody to throw to. I over can Tom say Brady, this, who has if, nobody to throw to. If Mike Evans was playing, I would be taking Tampa. San Francisco goes to Denver. We both picked the Niners and Jimmy G to take on Ross in the Sunday night football game. I'm going to watch this one simply because it is the Sunday night football game, but uh, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to watch this. I'm excited to see how Jimmy G plays. I will. I will say that I got to watch some of the game last week, but I didn't get to watch all of it. So I'll be excited to see how how he plays and if he's going to make San Francisco viable, because I don't think Lance was. Dallas is going to the Giants on Monday Night Football, taking Dallas because Cooper Rush and they're still they're still the Cowboys. You have the Giants. Do you really trust Jones and Barkley to? Man, I said this the first time we did a show. I think Daniel Jones is going to be underrated this year with uh, with um Brian the, with the new head coach. And the first two weeks, he's I won't say proved me right. But he's trending in that direction, and the Giants have looked like a solid team. And the Dallas is playing with a backup quarterback. It's an interdivision game. They're home in New York, so I'll I'll take the Giants. They're playing in the Jets Stadium, by the way. They're um, playing in the Giants Stadium. It's the Jets. It's the uh, Giants. The games of the week: Miami at Buffalo. I took Miami. You took Buffalo. I could pull away from you this week. And the other game of the week is Tampa and Green Bay. This is a Afternoon contest. We both took Green Bay, so I have a chance to be up by two, or we could be tied on our game picks of the week. We have, as I look here, one, two, three, four, five differences here. So a lot of a lot in play as we go forward into week three. Dan, anything else you want to add before we wrap up the show? Uh, less than 20 days till hockey season, Ed, and as it gets closer, I'm getting more excited because this is becoming the best time of the year for sports. Playoff baseball, hockey, football, NBA's right around the corner as well. We got a lot of lot, lot to look forward to here, bud. Absolutely. We are going to do our hockey preview in the future, maybe coming up this weekend, maybe a little bit later, but we are going to redo that show because the first show we did was too long and too terrible. We are also going to give you a baseball preview coming up once the playoffs are more cemented in stone. We have a few playoff teams in. I believe the Dodgers and Houston have made it. Looks I believe like the Mets clinched a playoff spot. It looks like the Cardinals and the Guardians are also going to be in with the Mets. Uh, the wild card is going to come down to it between the Phillies and the Brewers. And there's a few other teams still in play there. The American League, Aaron Judge. Is he going to get 60, 61, 62? Does it count as a record? Well, he already has 60. Well, there we go. Is he going to get 61, 62? Is Pujols going to hit 700? Uh, is is Judge going to get the triple crown? Is Goldschmidt going to get the triple crown, although he's fallen off a little bit? Goldschmidt's um, not getting the triple crown. Will Goldschmidt and Arenado split the MVP vote and somebody else in the National League get it? We're going to find out the answers to all those questions and more when we preview October baseball. We'll get you a hockey preview. We'll get you all of that stuff. Plus how week three went and week four's picks coming up next week. 
Dan, as always, it has been a pleasure. Fantastic. I love hearing good words from you too, buddy. All right. That's going to bring an end that's, to this that's, show. That's not how you – I mean, you, you – That's going to bring an end to this show. As always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be the players be named later who can make it better. See ya!